Hey guys, Joe McCall, REI in your car. Hope you're doing awesome. I say that all the time because I really do. I hope you are having a great day. I am. I love the... <laughs> I was going to say I love the hot, humid summer days, but I would be lying. Uh, but I do enjoy the beautiful weather from inside an air-conditioned car, which I'm thankful for. I am on my way right now to drop our dog off at the groomer. Listen, I wanted to uh, talk about how to do wholesaling deals as an agent. And before I've talked about this, I know, but I think it's real important. I just had a... Oh, I got so many cool things to share with you. Um... I just spent some time in Nashville and I met some awesome people there. Um, I love this business. Doing a podcast, getting to meet some really cool people. Um, but today I met with a, a good friend and coaching client. His name is Phil. And uh, just crushing it. Taking, kicking butt, taking names. Is that the way the phrase goes? And uh, anyway, I won't tell you much more about him. Because he probably doesn't want me to. <laughs> but he's done like 10 or 11 deals in the last few months and uh, so one of the things we were talking about today he was actually in town uh, on other business and so we got together for coffee got to meet him and his wife real nice couple one of the things we were talking about is how do you do deals as an as an agent he's decided he wants to get a license which I recommend I've talked about this before I actually recommend you get um, your realtor's license you don't have to have one to do wholesaling but I think it makes it easier and it helps you stay under the radar um, from the real estate commission. Because a lot of real estate commissions are cracking down on this stuff, right? Um, so it's becoming harder and harder to wholesale deals. But one of the things we're talking about is, okay, now if you get your license, what are you going to do? And the first thing I was saying is make sure you get a broker that lets you do deals on your own. Make sure you get a broker that allows you to buy and sell your own deals, okay? That's number one. I think number two, it's the same even if you're not doing your license. I mean, even if you don't have your license and you're wholesaling, your intent has to be to close on the property. So you need to have access to funds. You need to be able to close on the deal if you had to, okay? Um, so which means you need hard money lined up. You need a line of credit. You need private money. You need some way that you can actually close on the deals if you wanted to, okay? Uh, and that's the same whether you're an agent or not. I think though with being an agent, it's even more important. Uh, so obviously then, what does that mean? Well, you probably need to start doing more double closings. You need to close on the A to B side, and then you can turn around and sell it on the B to C side. The issue is, and I'm not gonna go into all the details, you can listen to previous podcasts about this, but the issue becomes when you're brokering without a license, you're selling, you're advertising deals, you're advertising houses that you do not own yet. Um, that's a really gray, murky area, and you shouldn't do that. So um, now, even as a realtor, you still need to be careful with that. Just because you have your license doesn't mean you can do whatever you want. So you need to close on the deals. On the uh, so do double closing on the deals, right? Um, now, Phil, he's got money lined up where he can close the deals if he wants to on his own, and he also has uh, hard money lenders lined up where. If he wanted to, he can get hard money. And the cool thing about that is when you, you know, you're advertising the contract or you're advertising the deal, um, you can say, hey, listen, if 
you want this deal, I already have a hard money lender lined up. And it also allows you to make your offers contingent on financing, right? And if a hard money lender won't lend on the deal, then it's probably not a good deal and you should walk away from it. So I think it's good just to have a hard money lender lined up or private money or something like that. So then you, um, you should double close on the deals as often as you can. Some of them that you should buy. And you, you know, if you think about it too, you'll make more money if you buy these deals sometimes, right? You can buy it, take the stink out, pull the carpet out, maybe, you know, do some fresh paint in some of the worst rooms or in the main rooms or just make it look a little bit more presentable, right? And then stick it back on the MLS and sell it for sale by owner and make a lot more money selling it to a retail buyer than you would to a wholesale buyer. So that's a strategy right there as well, right? The other cool thing I was telling them about this is that, listen, once you figure this out, you can actually position this and add it, make it to your strength. He was getting a little nervous that with um, the real estate commission cracking down, makes it harder to wholesale deals. And I say, no, you need to turn this into a positive. It makes it, They're making your job easier for you because they're actually driving competition out of the market. You have less wholesalers that you're competing against now. And you can also, when you're talking to the sellers, tell them, listen, there's a bunch of other wholesalers that are just going to quote unquote tie up your property in the hopes that they can find another buyer. And then guess what happens most of the time, Mr. Seller? They can't, if they can't find a buyer, they're just going to cancel their contract and walk away. And now you've lost four months, four, I mean, four precious weeks of having your house on the market that you could actually sell it to somebody else. And isn't that wrong? Now, if you let me buy your house, I'm going to buy your house. I'm not going to um, play these games that these other wholesalers play. I'm going to be the one that actually closes on the deal. Does that, do you see the difference there in the positioning you can have now as you figure this stuff out? Well, um, which leads me to my final point. If you're going to be doing this as an agent, disclose, disclose, disclose everything. So you got to make it very clear that you're, you are not representing the seller. This is in your paperwork. Obviously, you have to disclose you're an agent to every seller that you talk to. But you disclose that, listen, I, I'm not, I am an agent, but I'm not representing you. I'm not representing anybody else except myself. I'm representing myself. And um, you understand, Mr. Seller, that I'm going to make a profit on this deal. And I'm going to make a lot of money on this deal. I'm going to make a large profit. Um, you could say something along the lines of, in the special agreement section of your contract, something that says, um, seller understands that the buyer is a realtor and is a licensed agent and is representing only themselves, is not representing anybody else. And the seller understands that um, the buyer will sell, resell this property for a profit. And it could profit could range anywhere from a thousand to a hundred thousand dollars. And they have the uh, buyer initial that, something like that. So it's very, very clear. I just also made it clear, you know, to Phil as we were talking is that even getting your license is not going to protect you from lawsuits or complaints with the Real Estate Commission in the future. In fact, some would argue it might even open you up to more complaints, but it's still, I think, the better alternative. And I just made it clear again, this is the cost of doing business sometimes, right? If you haven't had ethics complaints filed against you at the Real Estate Commission, whether you're licensed or not, it probably means you have not been doing enough deals. That's just the way it is. If you do a lot of deals, you start making a lot of money, especially in small town America, um, people aren't going to like it and they're going to complain, right? But if you disclose everything, you're not a jerk. You're just doing everything as best you can above board. 
what can they hold it against you? You know, you disclose to the seller that you're going to make a lot of money on this deal. You disclose to them that you're an agent, but you're only representing yourself. Um, and when you advertise, you advertise the contract, not the house. Unless you close on it, then you can advertise the house. So people can complain about anything. The real estate commissions, they have to investigate every complaint. But, you know, what's the worst case? What What is the worst case? What can really happen? They're not going to send you to jail. They're not going to steal your firstborn. They're not going to seize your assets and garnish your wages or whatever, right? You're going to get a slap on the wrist. Um, maybe if you're stupid and you do it like over and over again and, and you ignore their repeated warnings, then that's when they get you know, you could get into real trouble and maybe face jail time and get a misdemeanor or something like that, all right? Um, but it's important to understand the local laws, okay? I'll have one final thing I want to say about this too. You want to make sure that you're working, two final things. You want to make sure you're working with an investor-friendly broker and you want to make sure that broker doesn't mind you doing deals on your own and you want to make sure you're not working with a broker that requires you to split 50% of your commissions with them. That's a traditional broker. That's not who you want to work with. But the other thing is when it comes to the contracts, there's certain contract law that says, you know, there's certain things you have to have. And I don't know the details of it, right? But, you know, you need to have a date, the agreement. You have to have two parties. You have to have signatures. You have to have consideration, like some kind of deposit or earnest money or whatever. You have to have an agreed upon price. All these different things that you need to have a contract valid. Obviously, that's important. But some states have special other things that you need to put in there that for disclosures and things like that. So if you're in a state, how do you get that? Well, just copy the realtor's contracts and don't tell them I said that because that may be an issue or a problem. I don't know. That's a judgment call. I'll make. I'll leave that up to you. But the realtor's contracts have all that stuff covered, right? I know guys in certain markets that I'm in who are not agents, and they just took the realtor's contracts, copied and pasted it into Word, Microsoft Word, and took out all the realtor stuff, and that's their contracts. Boom, there you go, right? Just use those. Uh, but if you are an agent and you're doing these deals, you're probably going to have to use a standard realtor's contract, and that's not a big deal. That's totally okay. And in fact, it might be to your benefit because now this is a contract that is more recognizable to people. But all you do then is you, you know, at the end of the contract where they typically have the broker language, you know, you just cross that stuff out and you write in there that this is a non-brokered transaction. Big capital letters, non-brokered transaction. Do your disclaimers in there that you're an agent. You're not representing anybody but yourself. You're going to make a fat old profit on this thing and uh, et cetera, et cetera, right? Just make sure you're working with a broker that's cool with that. Doesn't mind you buying and selling deals on your own, okay? And let me say one more thing too. If you're, if you're interested in getting your license, I would suggest just getting it over as quick as possible. If you really wanted to, you could get your license in two weeks. Take one of those classes that are just the all-day classes for a week. Every state's different, but most states, you know, you have a certain number of hours you have to take for classes. Well, just take it live, like in a classroom where it's all day for six business days, I think is what it is in Missouri, right? So just get the class, get it over with, take, schedule the, the exam um, as soon as you can if, after the class is over. Just get the exam and uh, get your license as soon as as possible. Don't do the online classes. It takes too long. It's too hard to uh, you know study an hour or two there, here and there, and then uh, before you know it, it's been a month and the material is old and you forgot about it. And just bite the bullet and take a really long class. Cool. Can I think of anything else? Those are my tips for wholesaling when you have 
a license. Okay. When I say wholesaling with your license, it doesn't mean listing agreements, giving the seller listing agreements. You're still the buyer. You always talk to the sellers as the buyer. And then when you advertise, you advertise the contract. Unless you've closed on the deal, then you advertise the house. Oh, yeah. Let me say one more thing, too, here. Don't be stupid. And, like, when you're advertising a contract for a property, don't put it all over Craigslist. And don't plaster the neighborhood with bandit signs and blast it out to your 5,000-member list, buyer's list, you know. The best way to wholesale these deals is to um, send, just call the buyers. You have a phone, right? You know who your best buyers are. Just pick up your phone and call them and talk to them about the deal. And if you want to be even smarter, work even smarter like I do it, um, in my humble opinion, I partner with local wholesalers. I love my strategy the way I do it because I partner with local wholesalers who worry about all that stuff. I don't have to worry about any of that stuff, right? I just partner with local wholesalers. Many of them already have their license. All of the local wholesalers I work with close on their own deals. Occasionally, they'll assign it. They'll double close, whatever. But they all have the money they can close on their own deals if they wanted to. And uh, they have the title companies and the attorneys and the contracts. They have all of that stuff figured out. So it's just something to make your whole life, uh, make your life a whole lot easier partner with local wholesalers. And if you want more information about that, that's that's what I teach in my coaching program. If you go to coachjoe.net, book a call. We'd like to talk with you about the coaching program and what we're doing. It's an awesome program. I'm super excited about it. And uh, there's nothing else like it out there. Learn how to do deals virtually in any market across the United States uh, without doing any of the work. It's pretty amazing. And so if you just go to coachjoe.net, coachjoe.net, you can get more information about that. Or if you want to watch a webinar I did on it, just go to automatedwholesaling.com, automatedwholesaling.com to watch the webinar. And uh, let's book a call. Let's get on the phone and uh, start crushing it. All right, guys. Take care. See ya. Bye.